So obviously my goal is to have one of them players. That would be obviously that would probably be the tip of the iceberg. Get a player into the first team, and then obviously get him get him playing first team or get him represented the country. That would be obviously that would probably be an achievement up there with the Highland League title. Yeah, maybe maybe one maybe one day I'll get one more Scottish Cup goal or even pull on the bucky top in a Legends game or something just for one game. That would be the ideal. That would be the goal. Hello and welcome to the Highland League podcast. I'm your host, John McCangus, and this week's guest is former Barora, Fort William and Bucky Thistle striker, John McLeod. In this interview, he talks about his favourite Scottish Cup memories, being in a Bucky strike force that netted 99 goals in one season, his struggles in football, and much more. If you're new to listen to the podcast, Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to to keep up to date with all the latest episodes. Hope you enjoy this interview. What would you say are your earliest memories of playing football? Uh, I'd probably go back probably back to when I lived up in Ferzo. Um, I played, my debut I probably made was with Ferzo Apps. Um, and at the time... My three uncles were all playing for them, and my stepdad at the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember he's getting picked up by my stepdad just in the street, be strolling into games, and he'd be listening to Fifty Cent and all that. <laughs> I think the debut I made was probably when I was fifteen in adult football, and we we're playing. I think it was Middle Erg at the time in the Highland Amateur Cup, and one of my uncles he he whipped in the corner, and I somehow scored a header. At fifteen, I was absolutely delighted, but. Ever since then, I was sort of, because I was that young, I was just sort of playing, I was sort of goalkeeper, like warming up the goalkeeper every time and wasn't wasn't really playing because obviously the age. So I sort of dropped the division to a team called Dunry Workshops, yeah. where my, one of my uncles went to as well, which is, uh, that was obviously division two at the time, but it was really fun. And actually, probably that year was where I just turned 16. And that's probably my first sort of, Adult football, really, that's the first memories of adult football. Yeah, so um, being 15, like, how did you cope with the the physicality of it? Um, I definitely just got knocked about. <laughs> there, was, there was no strength for me anyway. But no, it was... I probably, probably forced more because of living up in Fergal and Hogarth. There wasn't... If you're in Inverness, you've got Clark, Elgin, Ross County, Cali. There's like there's a massive gulf on ability in clubs. So up there, it was a case of I think you played up to under 16s, and then it was what academy under 18s or adult football. Yeah, so I, I noticed you were at Wick Academy um, under 19s. How how was how was that? And it was really strange because it was quite cliquey before where. If you're from Fergal, it was almost frowned upon to be in the Academy squad. Mm. Uh, just obviously back in that time. So there was only me and one other boy. It was going through for under-19s, a boy called Andrew Richardson. Um, and we were going through for games on Sundays, which was good. And it's it's quite funny because obviously still to this day, I moved obviously down to Inverness and a couple of my pals actually played in the game where we beat Clark 5-1. <laughs> I don't let them live it down. So... <laughs> Boy, there was a boy, Niall McNiven, and a boy, Serge. They both came up, and we we turned them over. I, I, that was my debut for 
academy under 18s or 19s it was and I scored off the bench but then obviously when we returned down the way we I think we got a six we got beat six now <laughs> <laughs> fair's fair but I only talk about the one up the road <laughs> yeah yeah we'll edit we'll edit out the, the one we lost um so in terms of um obviously you went on to play for like Alness and Nurevord how how was how was that kind of standard of of football would you say Again, it was a hard it was a hard time for for me because I came down to I came down to Inverness when I was just seventeen, left school, and Wake Academy actually set me up to play for Clark under eighteens or under nineteens at the time, and it was under uh, John Beaton and Gary Davidson, both absolutely incredible. It's probably the best year of football I've probably had. We didn't do well in the Scottish Cup, but we won all all the sort of local caps. We won the sort of playoff between the north and the east. And then we won, went over to Minnesota and won the cup over in Minnesota. So mm. we nearly nearly a clean sweep with them all. Um, but that side was incredible. And Dave Mackay was obviously in charge in the first team at the time. And quite a lot of us went from 19s to first team that next season. We went into obviously pre-season. It was, it was fine. It was going fine. We had a lot of injuries. Like big Gary Ross and that was all injured. And our first game of the season, which you obviously never want, is Brock, Brock away. <laughs> you're just dreading it straight away um, and I remember going down and obviously I didn't expect to start because I obviously just come up from the 19s and obviously Gary Ross is speaking to you and the rest are speaking to you and you're like oh, you're going to be starting today I said how's that he said I'm not fit I said nah surely not by the time we'd sort of pulled in it was boy Davy Watson Neil Gebb David Clark all from Cali like dropping out from Cali so we had a very good young squad and we went down there and we won- uh, we drew 1-1 and I think it was the first time Clark had ever got points down at the Brock away. And I think at the time, and it's I've all I've always searched for it, I can never find it. I think it was either the paper or online used to do a remember the team of the week. So I somehow managed to I didn't score that day, it was David Watson, but I managed to squeeze into the team of the week just from my performance. I remember being up top, I think Robbie Duncanson was up top and he'd sort of banged in four and another striker banged in probably five and I'm sitting up top with no goals and I was like, I have no way. And I've always I've always looked for it and I can never find it. I can't find it anywhere. So I've gutted I never had that. Hmm. Was that was that in the P and J, yeah? I think it was. I, I can't remember where it was, but they always had a like a, a star man of the day, and then it was the sort of starting like a starting eleven into the team of the week. On from that, we had a couple of poor results. Still quite a young team, still not sort of I would say gelled. We went up to Goldsby in the Scottish Cup when they were playing North Cali and we actually got knocked out of the Scottish Cup. And I think it was maybe a game later, Dave Mackay sort of got pushed out. Um, so I think we were about seven, eight games into the season and Ian Polworth's come in, just sort of new ideas, new manager. He'd taken in, obviously, good players with him. Daisy Ross came back. Uh, Chuk, uh, Gordy Moe came back. Scotty Kell came back. Like the players was incredible, like all the experience they'd had. And I remember doing we were doing like sort of almost felt like a mini preseason again, sort of a wee bit into the season. And Scotty Scotty Kell will laugh about it, but we were doing obviously laps so like a four hundred meter track. He he completed it, but he was probably like seven laps behind everyone. <laughs> and then obviously we came to the game at the weekend and this is obviously where I sort of lost interest in football a wee bit. Obviously we'd I'd thought I'd been playing well. New manager with new ideas, came in with experienced players. We played Lossie at home and I was on the bench. 
and boys like Scotty and all that went straight into the team. It was hard to argue because we won, I think we won 11-0 that day. But at the time, obviously we were playing three up top. And I remember the last sub being a left back going up up top as like a left winger. I was like, gee whiz, I'm, I'm not, not well thought of here. So mm. me being me at that time, I hated training, hated obviously everything. So I just walked out, which is probably a bad mistake, which led me to obviously go to North Cali. Uh, Dave Mackay took over Dingle Thistle. So I, it took probably about six months to sort of get out of my contract released and to be able to play again. So it was quite a, a long period where 100% obviously looking back over obviously further on in my career, it is a regret. I didn't stick it out and I didn't push on to be the level I should have been. But Confidence is always low. I've ne- never been a confident person. It's just a case of like playing football for enjoyment, really. So I sort of lost that and gained that back at Dingle Thistle, which was quite good timing. But then the North Cali at the time, standard was brilliant. Um, great teams around. Miravard had a good team. Ballantor had a good team. Fergal had a good team. Alkirk had a good team. It was such a competitive league. And I spent two seasons there, and I remember the first season we were good. I think we won in the we won the cup, and then second season, everything sort of sort of clicked again. I was flying. I think Maxi was up at Brora at the time, and he kept phoning me before games. Are you coming up to Brora yet? <laughs> no, I just I enjoy football. Like, I was lazy. I didn't push myself enough. I didn't didn't like training. Didn't train so. Dingle Thistle, I had, which was silly. It was I had the luxury of not training and just playing games. Um, but I remember, obviously, I think it was the second season. I, I think I hit about 33, 34 goals, and uh, we missed out in the league last game of the season. We were playing Galway, and it was quite funny. Where obviously we've got the ref, we've got the linesman, and. I remember, <laughs> I remember in the box and Sean Kerr's playing for Galway at the time, and uh, big Neil Mackay's come up for the corner, and Sean, he, he, he's just laughing. Sean Kerr's like, "I'm going to pull you down. You're going to get a penalty." <laughs> <laughs> so right, right enough. Sean Kerr pulls him down. Ref doesn't spot it. Linesman doesn't spot it. <laughs> they go up the other end and miss an open net. <laughs> it was just incredible. But obviously, it was. It was that tight. We drew nil nil and lost lost the title in the last game of the season. Um, but obviously, I, we had a game. I think it was up in Boner, and I was I knew I was flying. I knew I was like top goal scorer. Um, <laughs> and we had the guy that I worked with, John Bicknell, who was a ref at the time. And went up to Boner and I was thinking, right, I need to score a hat trick today. And I've gone, I've gone in and out of two defenders, gone into the box. And the defenders tripped me. I said, gee, he was. So like, still more penalty. <laughs> John, John's come along and booked me for diving. <laughs> said, I've never scored a goal here. <laughs> so I, I finished with two. And I remember getting the invite for the end of season awards. And I was thinking, oh, brilliant. I must have got the top goal scorer. So I went up to the uh, awards up in, it was Goldsweet. No, it was Dornick at the time. And I was sitting down and... They started obviously with the young player of the year, and then they, they did the top goal scorer. I was like, "Ah, oh, brilliant!" <laughs> Pulled my seat out, ready to get the golden boot, which I've always loved. 
and the the boy Mark Nichol got it, and I said, like, "Oh, gee, how did I miss out on that?" I says, "What am I even doing here?" <laughs> he ended up getting it because he doubled up his goals because he doubled up a game at the end of the season <laughs> to finish the season. So I think he scored four in one game and got it doubled up to eight because it was a double header. <laughs> so no way. So I, I always thought it was two goals ahead of him. And as I was sitting, just I was thinking, what am I even doing here? And so I, I thought I was a golden boot. And then I ended up getting player of the season, which was pretty scary, actually. When you're playing with so many good players across, obviously, the whole division and obviously in, in your own team. Mm. So who were the kind of the standout players in, in that team? Uh, we had quite a lot of good players. So we had, it was actually quite good. Neil Mackay was in our nets. Um, Obviously quite experienced. Dave Mackay was playing centre-back with Stephen McLean, champ. He'd obviously played well in the league. And um, we had a boy, Colin McLean, a boy called Coco. He, he was at Nern for a while. And then going forward, was probably more, I would say, sort of higher-level amateur players. But we had a boy, uh, Babs Craig Monroe, David Murray, Marty McAllister. We just had so many good players throughout the whole squad um, and obviously in the wings we had uh, Gary Gary Urker uh, Andrew Miller just I felt like it was probably the best one of the best teams I've played in mm. over my footballing years just defence obviously we didn't concede many goals and we always scored loads but there was so much experience in the whole squad yeah so how how important was was that time playing in the the North Caledonian league in terms of getting your confidence back and in terms of scoring goals consistently? I think it was a obviously across obviously the seasons it was the enjoyment of playing against so many good players again playing at a level I felt was obviously comfortable Highland league I'll say and everyone probably say it at different levels Highland league's a massive commitment based on the travel. And obviously when we get to Fort William and that Fort William are obviously travelling to Inverness to go to Fraserburgh or Tariff or for Martin or Wick and you're thinking that's, you're genuinely now, that's probably 14, 15 hour days for them. Um, so it's, it's, it was difficult, whereas North Cali, obviously or- Orkneys came into the league, but they came in after, obviously I'd moved away from the league, but your furthest trips was Ferzo, Hawkirk and then Boner at the time. So it wasn't, and Fort William were in it as well actually. Um, but they weren't bad trips from Inverness. It was it's two hours. It's not like all day. But now it was good teams throughout the whole division. Later on, you you moved to to Fort Bolium. How how did that move come come about? Yeah, so strangely, it was just it's probably work related again. I got a season. Well, I didn't really get a full season up at Allness. I moved up to Allness, and I think I played ten to twelve games. I was working every second Saturday, so I sort of sort of committed to work. So Saturdays wasn't really an option. Um, then I'd sort of floated about just amateur league. Um, my father-in-law started up a team called Curry House, which is a, a local Indian that sponsored us for the five, six seasons. And he sort of managed it for the first couple of seasons. And ultimately I ended up managing <laughs> for a couple of seasons. And just, it was, it was probably back to where I'd said my commitment was poor. It was, just that freedom of turning up to football and just sort of enjoying a kickabout with your fri- almost friends and just work people yeah. with no commitment of travel or no commitment to training. But then I'll say throughout playing that, Callum, Callum McLean was also in charge. And I think he had, at the time, Ali Ewan 
and Alan Gray Spud, who's obviously taking the manager's job now. They were in they were in it for it and it was coming I think it was the end of the season. I can't remember the season. Um but I remember getting asked for a try like to play a trialist game away to Rothis. And it was I think it was a Wednesday night, so I was like, delighted. Like no training, <laughs> just turn up for a game of football. And they were like, I think they were short at the time and they were that was the season they were pushing. I think that was the best season they finished in the league. I can't yeah. remember if it was twelfth. And I think there was four games left. And they were saying, I'll oh, just come along, just just enjoy the last few games, just play trialists. I thought, yeah, why not? So I went down to Rothfuss and I took well, two of my mates came and played as well from the Curry House team, which I was quite quite proud of because I was saying meet obviously running the Amateur team and mm-hmm. having three boys going into the Highland League all at the same time. Um, my mate Ross McRae, he ended up playing right mid and he'd never played there before. <laughs> <laughs> and he could have had a hat trick, it was weird. He just ended up in the box the whole time, but because he was a defender, he just didn't know how to finish. <laughs> uh, and then my other mate Richard Tolls, who played a few more seasons for for William Anstrafs, but he was playing a centre back with Andrew Hardwick at the time. And that night they were just brilliant together, such a good pairing. But we beat we beat Rafa's 4 0. And I'd end up, I scored a hat trick, and like two of the goals were just like wonder goals and a penalty. I hit really well into the top corner. So from then, they were like, oh yeah, come down, come down, come down, come again. So we played, I think it was Losses, was our second game. And we were away to Lossie, and I think, I think it was 1 1, but I scored again. So I was flying at the time, I was feeling good. I was thinking, this, maybe I should go back to this level. But again, I still had the commitment to the Saturdays at work. And then we had, it was Devonville, Devonville at home down the fort. And I remember, I think it was chairman at the time, Stuart came in and he says, right, boys, double win bonus today. Because I think if we won that game, it was uh, highest position or highest points he'd had. So I'm looking at my mate Richard and I was just like, double game, double uh, win bonus, Richard. He said, aye, we don't get it though. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> but... I think the first half, I don't obviously I don't score headers for being six foot two. I was just useless in the air, but I scored a header and I scored a quality volley in the first half, and I scored another two. And I think, gee whiz, it's not as at the time I thought oh, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be because obviously at that time Devonville were really good, but we ended up. I think the keeper uh, Robin Harvey he got injured in the first half, and our defender Fogo, who'd obviously played years there, yeah. he ended up in net. <laughs> and yeah. we ended up we ended up winning that game as well though. So I I think there was one more game after it, but I'd played my three trialist games and they said, Oh, you'd have to sign for that one. So I didn't travel for that one. But it was good to be a sort of part of that sort of season. And following on from that, I think Callum stepped back a wee bit. A really nice guy, brilliant. But Ali Ewan sort of took the sort of the foot like the reins and he was at me all summer. With Kevin, Kevin Monroe helped him. He's up at Brora now. Um, both lovely guys. Spud was there as well. And we had such a good squad from the season before. Nairn came in and sort of picked sort of two or three of our players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny, Cal, and I think Hardwick at the time. So we'd sort of lost sort of three very good players. But we had we still had local boys like Quiggy and all that. It was still brilliant. So we still had a very very strong squad. I thought, yeah, I'll go for it this season. And then the first two games of the season, I think most of the boys will tell you, I think we went to 
Wick away got beat nine nine one or nine two. Then we had Forest away and I think we got beat I think it was another nine or ten. <laughs> I was just thinking, what have I done what have I done? <laughs> um Duncan Jones was just running the show, pinging balls in behind, Robbie Duncan was flying, it was just I was thinking maybe this isn't my level. Still hated training, still didn't do sort of a full pre-season. Thinking, what's going on here? And then I, sort of, I got in a groove again, and the scoring goals. I think ended up. I think we played. We played Brora at home, and what we'd always found is, I think every team that came down to play Fort William, always just assumed, worst team in the league. They're also shipping nine, ten goals. Yeah. You can sort of rest a couple of boys. And you sort of seen it most games. Like locals would come down, Dora would come down, like all the big teams would come down, you'd see the better players on the bench and you're thinking you got a chance here, like to like to shock them. Mm-hmm. We just never ever managed it. Um but the we I think we played I think it was Preston Pans in the Scottish Cup and it was a first ever victory in the Scottish Cup. We were down there, and I, I think I remember looking at the odds, and it was something silly like sixteen to one. And you're just laughing. You're like, "How? How are we always like this bad?" And we went down. I think we won three two, but we were three nil up or three one up, and we were just we strolled the game. We were playing so well, and from then I think I think we played played a couple of the big games, and we were competing. We just weren't getting the points, so it was sort of frustrating. Played Brora, played Brora at home sort of arrested boys but the squad depth at that time was just scary good um, and I remember it was Grant Monroe and Scotty Houston that was playing at the back and I was thinking I'm not even going to get a sniff here ended up I think the score finished 5-3 I scored a hat-trick and I missed a penalty <laughs> <laughs> but then obviously from that Brora sort of put in a couple of sort of inquiries uh, Bucky had sort of asked as well. There was a couple of teams sort of starting to ask questions. And obviously, when you're playing football and this thing's happening, it's, it throws you a wee bit. You sort of, you, you lose a wee bit of focus. And it's, uh, I remember, I think we were away to Strath's Bay, I think two weeks after it all came out. And I think we got beat 2-1. It was probably just one of the worst performances I've had that, like in that spell. And I remember Ali Ewan just absolutely hammering me after the game. I was like, gee, what's I said? I was like, I'm, not, I'm like one player and it's obviously my fault for the defeat, but it was probably deserved. But at the time, it was just, I wasn't that confident anyway. So it was just more, it felt like it was sort of an attack, which it was, It was looking back on it, it was probably, it was the right attack to make because obviously we just lost to Strasby, who was obviously, we were the bottom two at the time. We were obviously mate ended up miles behind them. Um, so it was one we had to win. I spoke to, obviously I got, I was allowed to speak to Brora after that. And uh, I met Richie and Kettlewell at the time, just down at the local hotel. And they're, they're generally brilliant guys and obviously they had massive careers in football. So it was, it was two, it went two ways because I knew my fitness levels wasn't even close to like a Highland League player. I knew it was sort of my game wasn't what a top team sort of needed, like holding up a ball or winning headers, like fighting hard in games. It was just not. I've never, I've never been able to do that. 
just been technically not a great player. Um, so, but it was the idea of training with boys like obviously Dale Gillespie, Gavin Morrison, Will Ketz was training, Richie was training, Grant was there. I think, and this is obviously once in a lifetime sort of experiences. It's like it edged it. I was thinking I have to do it. I remember in training, boys were just zinging balls into me, and everyone else is taking great touches and just passing it away. <laughs> my touch is hitting my knee, my shin, <laughs> going all over the shot. <laughs> I just knew straight away I was miles out of my comfort zone. But my debut was against Bucky, and it, I think some some places put it down as a double, but. I'll claim my hat trick. The last goal was like an own, an own goal, but <laughs> it was definitely a shot shot from me. But it was probably going wide. But I'll take a hat trick from my debut. Mm. So go, going back to your time at Fort William, how how did you find? Obviously, you you went into the team and they they had their highest ever finish, and then obviously it was a terrible season after that. How did you cope with those heavy defeats? Yeah, it was really hard. I think most of the boys would say the same. I think the hardest thing for Fort William players over the years has been commitment through the, like a season. So I felt like the first two defeats sort of scared off some players. And then you've got the rotation of having like a complete, not a completely new team, but you've got three, four new faces each week. And I remember we were meeting at the retail park for going through to uh, Nairn Away. Nairn were flying at the time. Connor Geffens was banging in goals. Robbie, they had obviously Webby at the back, Antel and Nets with Mo at the back as well. They had such a good team. Toshi was flying. Easter was flying. They're all such a good team. And I, I remember waiting for the bus. It's actually quite funny because uh, we didn't. We, a boy walks off the bus and he's obviously straight away lights up a fag. <laughs> and I said, like, How are you getting on? I said, ah, not bad yourself. I said, ah, not bad, not bad. He says, what are you doing? He says, ah, just quickly run to the shop. He goes, how come? He says, I've got no goalie gloves. He goes, what do you mean you've got no goalie gloves? He says, well, I'm in next today. And I said, I need to go buy goalie gloves. I need to buy football boots. <laughs> There's a boy, the boy, yeah, they all absolutely laugh about it. It's the boy, Ryan Hunter, good keeper. And uh, I, this is obviously the first time I've seen him. He's walking off with a fag in his mouth. And he's running away to DW Sports to buy goalie gloves. <laughs> so, what hope have we got today and I actually scored a hat-trick that day and he actually had a, he had a really good game but we got I think it was beat 5-3, 6-3 Rob, eh, Connor Geffen scored 5 I think that day but he was just thinking this is obviously what we're playing with but some of the players don't get it wrong it came in we're brilliant some of the players I think again didn't like the commitment found it obviously hired with I would say probably the standard. Um, I think it was that season we'd, after progressing the Scottish Cup, we played, I think it was Cove Rangers, and the game had been rearranged, I think it was four or five times. And then it ended up having to be played this Monday night down in Fort, and the pitch was not waterlogged, but it was close to being waterlogged. <laughs> Turned up to the game, there's like deer walking across the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just thinking, what is going on here? This is football. But uh, I think it was uh, Andreas, he, well, he, he'll hate me seeing it, but I think it was like five minutes into the game, he's got the wrong side of the ball and giving away a penalty. And you're, you're thinking five minutes into the game, you're just, you're just, you're not fit. Like, 
obviously for William, most teams will say against the big teams, stay compact, stay in the game as long as possible. In five minutes, we're one nil down. I mean, what what are you supposed to do here? But I think I think then we weren't too bad. I think it was three 0 but it was uh, defeats was hard because it was it felt like it was constant defeats, and it never felt like. I don't think we ever played really bad. We were creating enough chances. Yeah, we're scoring goals, but I could have probably, I could probably had a, a good five, six, seven more than I had finished with before my move. But it's a, it's just them um, get it's this game. It's like, I think we played locals and probably had three chances and probably only scored one, where I should have been scoring probably all three. But it's uh, it, it was tough. I think I got the move. I think I moved up to Brora. I think it was maybe October time. I think I left on 16 goals. I, mean, I think it was about 22 goals in the like basis. I think it was 17 games. <laughs> but I remember at the end of that season, um, Ali Ewan obviously phoned me and said, "I've got I've got a trophy for you." I goes, ah, "What for?" Because obviously been gone for the full like nearly the full season. He's like, a oh, top goal scorer. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> uh, were you? Um... I'm not sure if you were there when there was the guy called Lemon. His surname was Lemondowski, and he was goalkeeper. Or was it? Lemon? He was. He was there in spells. Yeah, was he? Yeah, because yeah, Robert, like, Robert. Yeah, because it was. It was so bizarre. Because I remember seeing it on the team sheet for the first time ever. I was like, goalkeeper, Lemondowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know he wasn't a goalkeeper anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we'll go we'll go back to so obviously you moved to Barora and you said it was such a step up in terms of training and stuff. What were kind of the players like in terms of your Grantman roles and stuff? Um what were they like to play alongside and deal with? And hey, they were brilliant. Genuinely obviously the experience they'd had. Obviously me going in, I, I felt like I was obviously naive, I wasn't fit. Mm. It was it was a tough environment. Because majority of these boys, even Dales and Gavs, these, these boys have come from full time football and played at the highest level. And then even going to Brora at that time, they were winning trophies, they were winning leagues. It was it was like sort of it was massive for probably my development and understanding of probably the game. And but now Grant, he was brilliant. He was really good. He obviously took the manager's job the season after, but. It was a sort of summer of tar- turmoil where they went through sort of two to three managers before Grant took it, and I sort of I just asked to get away because I was just I didn't enjoy it towards the end of it. And I'd gone in, there was no issues. Scored obviously two or three in the first game. I think went away to Keith, scored two. I was scoring goals, but at the time you'd had boys like Paul Brindle, Stephen Mackay, all injured at the time, so. I'd, I think I scored five or six games in a row. I was I was felt like I was flying, but not fit. And then obviously these boys get fit, and obviously these are unbelievable Henley players. So I'd obviously then sort of drop into the bench. Then with played Cove Rangers, I think it was when they were they were obviously the top team at the time. And at the time, I think we were a couple of points behind them. We had to win it. And this was obviously before Christmas. It was like a must-win game. It was like, mm. and they came up to Brora, and it was probably the best. It was probably my best game in a Brora shirt. And uh, I didn't score, but just my work rate, I played really well. I definitely felt like obviously through 
the first, I think it was about eight or nine games, it was I was scoring goals, but because of the so many so many good players behind you, you're always gonna get them chances. Um but I wasn't wasn't probably playing that well or stand out. But then obviously it was hard to stand out in a team where you've got fourteen to fifteen unbelievable players. So but the Cove Rangers game I think it would would go on me and Zan, Zander up top and we just obviously ran basically ran ourselves into the ground and obviously caused problems. I think we won the game two one at the time. Um, but definitely felt good coming away from the game. And I think it was a few games after, I think we played, I think it was Nairn. So at this stage, obviously, all the sort of all the sort of strikers were coming back into fitness and that. So I sort of found myself on the bench more and more, understandably, because obviously there was, they were miles ahead of me. Um, but we played Nairn, it was over the festive period. And I remember they, they came up, they beat us up in Brora. And obviously at the stage, because obviously how well Cove's been playing all season, it was one of those ones where you'd had to win basically every game t- from now to the end of the season to win the title. And uh, I, I think I got 15, maybe 20 minutes. I remember coming on, and obviously it was a battle anyway. You'd come into a game, it was sort of such high paced and that. And uh, I think all I'd had in the whole... 20 minutes was probably one shot got cleared off the line and uh, I remember going in after the game and got absolutely slaughtered said I didn't said I didn't do enough when I came off the bench for 20 minutes and generally when you've got no confidence as it is and you know you're probably miles behind the level that they're at that sort of hit hard um, to the stage where I wasn't I then obviously was on, just constantly on the bench so I would say Richie probably lost confidence in myself but then to be blamed for playing 20 minutes in a game where we've been beat a course of 90 minutes and we've all played bad. It was uh, it was almost one of those ones where he's just pick, picked out the weakest in the dressing room and just slaughtered him through the point. But I didn't feel it was a, a good point to be made. But um, So, yeah, I sort of found myself on the bench. Then we were away from Martin in the cup. And I remember it was... We were doing a warm-up on this pitch. It was unplayable. It was just like a bog. It was just waterlogged. It was honestly the muddiest pitch I've ever seen. Mm. And the game game went ahead. And we were five, five, I think it was 5-3 down and came off the bench probably 10 minutes to go. I can't even, I can't mind who got it. We got back to 5-4 and then Colin Williamson scored a goal with probably seconds to go. <laughs> so it's 5-5 and I remember Joe, Joe Mullins, he's obviously been, he got injured during the 90 and he's tried to hobble on, but he's just obviously too badly hurt. And then we're talking obviously before extra time, what do we do? And like, genuinely, obviously I'm looking around, I I'd, I'd played right wing back because we had, I think we had about four strikers in the park trying to get back to in, in this game. <laughs> and I think I, I've made probably three, three white, three runs up the line and I think I chased the uh, barber back three times and that was me <laughs> I was absolutely blown <laughs> only been on the park ten minutes I was wanting off already <laughs> and I was I just remember being in the sort of huddle and you're looking at like the ten players around you and you're thinking I put my hands up and says I'm the worst in the park I'll go next I just knew they were just everyone was fitness wise player wise they were just better than so much better than me but <laughs> Joe Mal was just laughing and he said, yeah, don't worry about it, just like just go on. 
And then I think, I think they, obviously, for Martin straight away, just sensed it and they were shooting from everywhere. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get absolutely bombarded. And I think out of the 30 minutes, I had probably two or three comfortable catches and a couple of easy shots. And I said, that's easy at 30 minutes. Um, obviously, playing the nets. And then we're obviously setting up to the penalty shoot. And I'm not, not obviously being a keeper. <laughs> I've messed about in goals. Like I, I'm, I could comfortably play 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 ninety minutes in, in any team in nets and just have a laugh. But I remember, I think I'm just trying to remember. I think it was Gary Wood probably took the first penalty, put it in top corner, and I've gone the wrong way. And like, even if I went the right way, I'm not even getting close. <laughs> and then the next two, I think Sir Andrew, he stepped up and put it right side net, and and I've gone the right way, and I'm still miles away from it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> But thankfully, obviously, we've got Dale, Gav, and we've got good players setting up as well. So I think that it was quite, obviously, quite funny now because obviously he was such a good goal scorer. But at the time, Neil Gold was the one that missed the only penalty of the game. I'd gone the right way and sort of saved it. Probably not in the corner like the rest, but obviously that was the only penalty. It was missed in the shootout. <laughs> so I ended up probably being a Aurora hero <laughs> for being a goalkeeper. <laughs> I'm not a striker. <laughs> Were you ever kept to switch positions after that? <laughs> no, it was actually weird because obviously then the next round of the cup, I think it was the semis. I can't remember who came up, but we were playing in Brora. And then Stephen Martin was in this and he was a penalty hero. <laughs> so he was a penalty so I was a penalty hero in the quarters. He was a penalty hero in the semis. And then Joe plays injured in the final. And then Obviously, and then we're probably the better team in the final, and then Joe's penalty hero in the final. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, so we've won the cup with obviously three different keepers putting us through the round. Mm. <laughs> but obviously, after that, for Martin game, just been out of favour. Again, I've gone. I'd sort of switched back to the, the mentality of when I was nineteen and sort of got dropped out of clock, and I just hated football again. So mm. just sort of. But I'm probably bad to say. I just didn't turn up. I just wasn't interested in going. Didn't enjoy training. Just hated football again. So, yeah. Do you think you were prepared enough for the the amount of pressure that's like that was expected in in that Brora team in terms of the demands and, and stuff on players to to be on it basically like non-stop? Not even close. Probably. I, I think I mentioned it. Fitness levels. I just knew I wasn't ready. But it's one of those, obviously, once in a lifetime, you're playing with professional footballers. It's played, obviously, against amazing players and still trying to play football. Um, but from probably the other side of the game, I probably still had the mentality, which is poor off an amateur player, where you sort of almost want to just turn up for football, like sort of games on that. Um, so, yeah, I was not, probably as an all-round player, it wasn't even close. Don't get me wrong, I scored goals. I still had a good ratio up there, but not close to the dedication that boys like Steve Mackay and obviously boys that played professional football would be putting in. Obviously, Richie as a manager and a player. Like, these are boys that's played against the best players sort of in Scottish football, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so so looking back at it, say you, you'd went to Brora like later on in your career, you know, when you're older, do you think you would have been better off or what 
When... Um, I probably, I think, probably not, because I think the team, they're such a good team anyway. I think I probably, if anything, if I changed anything after my time at Dingwall, I'd probably rather have gone into Brewer then when they, they weren't, they weren't obviously the top team. They were more, they were in a bit amongst the bottom half with obviously at the time what your academies and I probably pr- prefer to have been in that team where everyone was obviously fighting and obviously it wasn't that winning mentality where you it was must win every game and you were or you were winning every game. But yeah, it was that and it was it was tricky. But later on in my career, probably obviously the biggest probably regret is not getting more seasons at Bucky, if anything. So in terms, you, you mentioned you kind of struggled with confidence. How did you cope with that going forward? You know, obviously you moved on to, to Bucky. What what do you think changed? In, in uh, I think if anything, obviously moving to Bucky was, I wouldn't say a relief because obviously I enjoyed football, but I ended up with, Sam Urquhart signed in the summer that season as well and I, obviously Sam Urquhart I knew him well Kevin Fraser was there James Fraser was there and it almost brought me back to like the enjoyment side of football where you were playing with mates yeah. whereas Brora was obviously boys that are great players and obviously played at the top level so it wasn't as if I'd sort of gone up there knowing I had like two three mates in the dressing room where I could sort of like be in a group or that but uh, Bucky seemed to be going down there. It was again. <laughs> it's probably the fear of spider as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just didn't want to be on the wrong side of him. So I think, if anything, that was probably this. That was probably my first pre-season that I'd actually. And even if you speak to him, Mara, Lozer, Lewis, even in pre-season, they they genuinely thought they signed a donkey. <laughs> Honestly, running, I hated it. Training, I hated it. I just, I was just genuinely probably the worst trainer. So, but I would say that was partially my best preseason I've had. Obviously, I would say nine years. And then the first, obviously, first preseason game of the season, we played Inverness City, which was obviously mates that I sort of, sort of played with for a while. And I think it was annoying because Spider was away at a wedding, or Spider was missing the game, so Wolzer and Mara was in charge with Lewis and with. I remember scoring, I think it was in 34 seconds. And that was like, that was it. Just goals, just just rain goals after that. I think I think I finished pre-season. I think I probably played an average four and a half games and I'd hit 14 goals. And uh, it was quite funny because it was one of the games we played. We played Bucky Rovers, who was also the local derby, and it was always like highly contested. It was always like, like a, almost like a fight. And we had... Ross Salmon at the time he played in nets for them <laughs> and obviously boys being boys they were like oh yeah clean sheet tonight you're not scoring <laughs> and that, like, that stuff doesn't bother me but I was just laughing and then ended up scoring five <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Shawnee Woods mate was playing for them, Goldie and he was I honestly <laughs> speaking to him he, he'll just tell you his nightmares off me the whole time just from that game just I was on, I was on flames I was so just confidence confidence was slowly coming back. Still to this day I would never say I was a good footballer. I just mm-hmm. felt like I was always I was always a goal scorer. Why do you think like that in terms of, you know, you're you're just a, a goal scorer? Uh, I think you obviously look around 
the leagues, you look around the players, obviously a great example is Cammy Keefe. Cammy Keefe, Keefe's done it 14, 15 years, consecutive banging in goals, record goals, high in league record goals, for Martin record goals, Keefe, it's like scary numbers. So when you compare yourself to that, or Goldie, absolutely smashing goals in, if you're looking at the best players in the Highland League, like scorers-wise, Stephen Mackay, and you're thinking, or Connor Giffins, Robbie Dunkson, you just I've not had that sort of consecutively. So I've not done it year after year after year. Yeah, I did the first season. I sort of continued it into the second season. I did it. I did it partially at Brora without being fully fit. I partially done it at Fort William, partially fit. I think to be that level of player, you, your commitment, I think we talked about at the start, is your commitment has to be all or nothing. Mm. You're you're training twice a week. You're traveling every Saturday. Sort of, you're working Monday to Friday as it is. So you're sort of lose. You're losing a lot of like time. But for them, their all round game was like just miles ahead of what I was. Their hold up, they could score any type of goal. I could, I couldn't head the ball. <laughs> I could just, I'm blind. But my hold up play was terrible. I was just. I'd always say, like, if anybody asked me what sort of player I were, yeah, I would always say I was a trier. I'd give you all I had. If it wasn't good enough, it's basically come off. That's all I had. Mm. But I'd always, I would always give you sort of everything, sort of thing. Yeah. So, so do you think having, in terms of that front three, you were at Bucky with you had, um, you had Chris Angus, yeah, yeah, Sam Urker. Um, how was that key having different players with different strengths in terms of yourself? and because you're different yeah. the players I would say it was funny because obviously the season before I went to Bucky they, they also had good players and they'd finished I don't know they had a terrible finish that season I think they were either 9th, 10th or 11th it was quite low and I remember going into Bucky and not I didn't ever think it was like a big player so I, I was looking and was obviously Kai Ross was there James Fraser was playing as a sort of striker Andy Lowe was there and obviously my first First thing is, obviously, I've got three good strikers in front of me I've got to compete with. Um, and obviously, Christy Angus was either a striker or a winger. So you're looking and you're thinking, again, you've got the same challenges as before where <laughs> make or break. Am I, am I committed enough to go against, obviously, play well? But Kai Ross ended up with a bad injury. Andy Lowe ended up with a bad injury in his knee. So everything was almost not falling into place. But I think, obviously, hitting the ground running was a massive thing as well. Spider sort of installed, I think, fear almost into everyone where we had the winning mentality. There was a hunger amongst the whole squad. And I think probably looking back, you're probably looking at quite a young squad on average for a team that's won the league. And everyone was just, honestly, we were just running over teams that were just like good Highland League teams, experienced teams, and we were just running over them. It was, it was, just, it was just bizarre. It was just mad. Yeah, what was it like being in that? Because I I saw quite a lot of games that season. It just seemed, it's just like no team seemed to be able to stop you. you just... No, and I have to say, I was, I was looking back, I've got all the paper cutouts. I used to have store all the paper cutouts from every game and I've still got them. And there always seemed to be, I think Spider probably mentioned it before, it was like an 11-minute spell where we'd end up scoring three goals in a game. And it's probably the best, 
it wasn't a comfortable, say, three goals and then that's the game's done. You'd get your three goals, it felt more comfortable, but then because teams were chasing you down, you were then hitting sevens, eights, nines, you were hitting silly scores because you were that, that comfortable. I remember, I think, we had, was it Prora? Prora at home. And everyone said we'd sort of played the easy teams. Obviously, we're on this run. I think it was 12, 12 games, one in a row. It's going to come to an end. Got Brora and Brora came down on Wednesday night and we'd actually beat them 5-0. And again, we were, I think it was 11-minute period, we scored three. And they obviously, they were brilliant at the time. And you're thinking, that's like unbelievable. Then if, I'm confident we went to Huntley on a Wednesday night again and we played Cove. And I think again we had eleven minutes well. We scored three, and we were. This was in the first half. I think I got to half time, and I was thinking I've just played about one hundred and eighty minutes here. I feel like I've absolutely blown myself. And then the game ends at finish. We won that one four three. But that whole season, we felt like I think defensively, we had we were strong. But if we weren't strong, I felt like we could outscore any team in the league. Mm. Yeah, I think. I mean, in terms of. The, the football that you're playing that season as a team it was it was brilliant to to watch and it just seemed like every time you got went forward you were going to score there was like <laughs> no um which i feel like is the sort of football fans want to to watch um i know sometimes it can be a bit of a a slog because you're battling out with certain teams but that's yeah. the sort of football that's like entertaining gets people off here and i would say probably would it be fair to say that team's probably the the best Bucky team in recent times, you would say, are up there with it? Yeah, I think that's the, that's the previous manager in Spider and everyone would probably agree. I think the teams that won the league before, I think Spider's mentioned it in the papers before, were, they were expected to win the league. They had the best team in the league. They had the best players in the league. They were obviously expected to go win the league and they were winning the leagues and it was obviously a big squad. I don't think we were ever expected to even come close Spider, obviously, first season was he wanted to break into the top four. So, obviously, <laughs> start of the season, you're absolutely flying. And that never changed, though. It wasn't a case of, even with five, six games to go, it was never a case of we're going to win the league. We were still sort of, the aim was still getting into this, obviously, the top. Because of the season before, it was just obviously so poor. Hey, but, obviously, that kept us grounded as well at the same time. Give some insight of what... Um what Spider's like as, as a manager and, and what and speak a bit about the fear factor. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's an absolute lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, turning up, if you were late, it was the end of the world. You just obviously nobody wanted to be late. Nobody wanted to do anything wrong. It was, he was a, he was an angry man, but they've got the best out of everyone. I even met, like, even in games, you're, obviously you're scoring a goal and you're going back to the centre circle no matter what goal it was I, I think I hit five at Strath's Bay and I'm going back to the centre circle and all you can hear is John, John, John and like, you're trying to ignore him because you think he's just going to like absolutely hammered and he just shouts more like just every time you score just go get more so it was like even even scoring five or four he was never ever happy he was always wanting more <laughs> so it was, he would always keep going which is obviously good as well. Mm. Uh, well. We'll switch to, obviously you have a lot of um, wonderful memories from the from the Scottish Cup. One, one of the games that I 
that stood out um, for me in terms of for yourself was the 6-2 win over Gretna. What what do you remember about that game? So the week before was frustrating. They obviously took the lead, sat in, sort of frustrated us. I didn't, honestly didn't think we were getting a goal back. But then another day, it could have been it could have been six. It was we were that we were dominating, but we just couldn't score. And then obviously we went down the road. We stayed. We stayed the night down the road. Actually, it was obviously a first obviously away trip to Scottish Cup, and it was just different. <laughs> I remember taking the clippers and doing my hair before the game, and just <laughs> <laughs> a zero or a one on the sides, and just left this horrible tuff of hair on the top. <laughs> And it was not, it wasn't even straight or nothing. It was like the Morelos. It just a, <laughs> a terrible haircut. But we went um, in the morning. We actually went along to Brian. Is it uh, went to Brian's sort of? He had a wee training ground. He's got a wee sort of football academy down the road, and we just sort of walked through set plays and that, and then we went back to the hotel for a breakfast. And it was <laughs> we're out obviously just. After breakfast, just chilling out, and we're sitting. There's a horse. This is obviously completely off the radar, but there's a horse just sort of floating about, and we're feeding the apples, and we're all sort of just clapping at that. And obviously, I'm. I didn't obviously. I'm, I knew. I just didn't click, but I was allergic to horses, so I'm sitting there, obviously petting this horse, and obviously rubbed my eye. My eye doubled in size; like I couldn't see out. It. My eyes was like both my eyes would ballooned. <laughs> I remember going inside and I said, spider, I can't see. <laughs> and then obviously we're getting antihistamines and giving me everything. And obviously that was three hours before the game. We got to the stadium, we tried to warm up. And obviously my, one one eye was still all swollen up. <laughs> I couldn't see out from her. <laughs> so then I was obviously thinking, obviously, you're going, I couldn't have played. I was like, oh no. And I started up front with loser. And straight away we were just, I think we st- Genuinely, I think we started the way we finished the last game. I felt like we should have been outside the first game, but didn't get there. And obviously, we started just the same way. We knew, obviously, at that time, we'd obviously worked on a lot of strengths and I think off us against their weaknesses and everything because we'd obviously played in back-to-back weeks. And obviously, first, I think it was first 10 minutes, I'd scored straight away. Assist from Andy Lowe and then Andy Lowe takes a corner. I put one in off the bar, so we're 2 up and... It felt like we were cruising and we could have gone, kept going on. And then Stuart Taylor, I think just before half time, 40 minutes in, gets a straight red. And you're thinking, oh, great, like, what's going to happen now? Because we're down to 10 men. And obviously, obviously Scottish Cap were playing at Gretna's Park. It was, it was quality. They scored after that. And then from kickoff, I remember we tried to go long in behind. I'd run behind it, got defended. And Kevin Fraser just picked up the ball and st- does what Kevin Fraser does and glides past and four boys has a shot, keeper saves it and I've put it in the back of the net. <laughs> so you're obviously back to 3-1 and you think this is obviously we're playing 10 men, we're still going to struggle for this game. And that was probably one of the games where I probably played well at like all aspects of the game. Like my hold-up was good. I remember in the corner I had like two, three boys kicking me trying to get the ball off me and they couldn't get the ball off me. Like we're, because we were playing with 10 men, I just sort uh, it almost felt like beast mode. He just sort of changed to <laughs> a different player. But then obviously ended up hitting another one, hit the fourth. And then the fifth, the fifth one, obviously still a little disappointed because it wasn't in like in contention for goal of the round. I think the keeper <laughs> <laughs> for my fifth. And it's like, that's brilliant. I got subbed off after that. And uh, I remember 
and I still to this day, it annoys me. I've, I've put one of the match balls up my top and I'm just walking about with it under my top and one of their boys said, what's that ball? Is it just a match ball? So he's took it off me. And then obviously it went in the paper. Obviously I didn't get the match ball for the day for playing the Scottish Cup. And then they've said they've gone in the paper and said they're going to post one up. Still to this day, never received a match ball for that game. So you're still, you're calling for them to send that ball? I'm, I'm still absolutely gutted about that one. <laughs> they probably still have, they probably still use that football. I know, there's no way that's moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so obviously after the back of that, we obviously great result and then we ended up with Dunfermline in the next round of the cap. Yeah, so what was that like? I mean, that was a, a five five free game. What, what was that in terms of a step up, you know? Um, I think at the time, obviously no disrespect to um, Dunfermline, but we were flying. Like we were probably every player in the squad was at the top of their game. We were probably on a, nef- a different level, and we made a couple of mistakes. A lot. I think all five goals has probably come from our mistakes. Mm. So, like, I would say the golfing class has come from you're punished for your mistakes against better teams, which has always been the way. But throughout the game, I felt like we competed. We had the great the fans were incredible. They took up a good support. The place was just. So it was just bouncing. But yeah, they obviously got one nil up. We've given away a, a penalty. Strikers going out of par- out the park, sort of away from goal. Ross Hamlin's just sort of caught him, but avoidable. And then we scored a known goal. Big Squisher's gone with the wrong leg. But all in all, everybody was unbelievable that day. And it was just, it wasn't to be. We'd had, I had a couple of chances. I obviously only got the one. Chrissy got two. But again, it it didn't feel like there was a massive golfing class. Obviously, going into this, this following season, we played them again, and then it was a wee bit better. It was it felt a bit different. I sort of a wee bit more class about it. Yeah. So, um, how how great is it to play in front of crowd crowds like that? It was funny because the start of the season, obviously, the first game of the season, we had a a good good crowd for clock at home, and I scored a double. Obviously, fans were buzzing straight away. I think for the first wee bit of the season, it, the crowds were, it was, I wouldn't say low, but the more and more we were winning, we seemed to be getting, picking up bigger crowds. And I honestly think throughout the season, you're probably averaging 700 fans at home, and it was incredible. Like, obviously, everybody's just absolutely brilliant. It did spur you on because they were just constantly singing. And I think that's one of the best days I've the experience the fans, I think it was locals away in the Scottish Cup in the first round. I think we filled the far side, just it was just all our fans. And even when they were turning up outside the stadium, you could hear them singing. You just think, what is, what is going on? Like, this is just different. But they stuck with us through the whole season. And definitely, I felt like that was one of the biggest points. It just made you, you enjoyed your football so much more when people appreciated it. Yeah. So, in, ter- in terms of our um, big games. Um, what was it like playing in like the Bucky kind of Devonfield derbies? Um, they seem to always be entertaining, and there's always stuff happening at them. The first one was a strange one. Um, I remember it was funny actually. We were sitting off, and we always Inverness. We always had two cars going down, so Lewis would have a car, and then me or James Fraser was driving, and uh, James has picked me up. So it's me, James, and Kev. And he's just filled up to go down the road. And it's just, his mum's just got a new car. <laughs> and we're going down the road and like we're trying to go past 
we were trying to go past people just to get down the road and the car was almost like struggling. <laughs> I remember, I think we got to outside forest and we'd actually pulled into a lay-by and the <laughs> James was phoning his dad and saying, look, the car's not working. There's something wrong with the car. And we're like, he's like, no, there's nothing wrong with the car. It's just new. What it was was that he put a limiter on it for 55 so James wouldn't thrash it down the road. No. <laughs> so we ended up being late. <laughs> so then we for the, for the obviously the derby. We got absolutely slaughtered for it. But yeah. the the first one obviously went to plan. I think at the time, I think we were absolutely flying. Um, I can't even remember what time it was. It was probably, it was, sorry, I can't remember who we just played. I think it was Brewer on the Wednesday night. We beat them 5 0. And uh, Dave Edwards was asking, What do you think about us, the first derby? And being sort of naive, I didn't, I didn't really know Devonville that well at the time, but we went down there and turned them over 9 2. And we were just, obviously, it just continued. We were just so strong. We were just outpowered them. Um, but a couple of games, it was obviously physical, but. I don't think they were they weren't they weren't close to us at the time. Further on in the seasons, I think they've competed better, but Bucky's still been probably too strong for them. Nah, Kevin Fraser, Samark, Chris Angus, uh, that whole season, Shawnee Carl, Craig Dorrit, Lewis, Squisher, you had a whole squad. It was just honestly unbelievable. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I remember posting something this was like ages ago at the time, just ahead of your playoff. And yeah. it was 99 goals between you, Sam Arker, and Chris Ankus. And apart, right. apparently at that time, it was more goals than Neymar. Yeah. And, I've, um, still, I've so still got you, that cut out. <laughs> I, I remember posting that because I found that funny uh, <laughs> online because I posted it online. We'll go back to win the league. Like how, how great was that? And what do you remember about the celebrations? Win the league was a roller coaster, if I'm honest. Because, as you'll remember, in the, I think it was... Ah, so our last three games of the season were midweek Fraserburgh away, from Martin away, and then Strathspey at home. And we just got beat by Huntley away. And we got beat 1-0 in the 94th minute. And I think Cove had drawn with Tariff. So we had thought, obviously, the league was almost out of, out of our control. And, and obviously, definitely, when you've got that fixtures left, you're thinking, Brock away and uh, from Martin away, <laughs> you're not getting much out of them too. Um, but the Wednesday night we went down to Brock away, we went one nil down. Boys, I can't even mind who it was. I think it was Johnson hitting up some wonder volley from forty yards. So we defended a corner well, and it's just hit one. It's hit the top corner. It was like an incredible strike. In that team at the time, you had so many players that could just change a game. And that forty-five minutes, that was probably the best I'd probably seen Chris Angus play. He just he just changed gear, and he was just he was just flying, and he scored two. And we went in at half time, and I was, I done. I think it was a bit, probably a bit of nerves because I'd never played in sort of a game with that much obviously riding on it, and I was being sick at half time, couldn't control myself. And I was like, "Are you right to go back out?" And I went back out, and then I ended up scoring two in the second half. I played really well, but we'd gone down there, and I think we'd beaten five two, and it sort of just showed that we were, we were that we had that good a season. It was like, it was back on. And then for Martin went away and we were, I think we knew at that time, I think with the results, we had to get a minimum of a point. And we went there and I've never, I've never seen Kevin Fraser kick so many times in one game. 
without boys getting booked. And all that must have had, I don't say, about seven fouls on them without a booking. They just kicked them upside down. <laughs> but that was the sort of season Kevin was having. Nobody was getting close to him. So it was the only way of stopping him was kicking him. But we ended up drawing that one nil-nil. And it was, there wasn't many chances. It was almost, we just cancelled each other out. No, not like we went for a draw. Because I had a good chance at the end. Chrissy had a good chance. Sammy had a good chance. So we had good chances, but we just couldn't get the ball in the net. And then there's sort of the controversy over Wee Kazi with his loan to Devonville. Oh, stuff. yeah. So I think we trained. I think we were, it was either training or the game before we were on our way home and we just found out about it. And it, it was that sort of sinking feeling of you've gone the whole season, been the best team in the league, and just anything was out to get you. So thankfully, obviously, all, all went to plan and I've said, Played Strathway the last game of the season, and it was it was quite funny because I was getting <laughs> I say spoke to Brian really well at Strathway, and based on obviously being obviously a coach and amateur and managing a team because we played them in a friendly a couple of times, and I remember getting a phone call on this Friday night, and he said, "Have you got any players?" I said, "How do you mean?" He said, "I'm short of players." I said, "Really?" He says, "Yeah, last game of the season, nobody's obviously everyone's." You know yourself, just finished up. I was like, oh, gee whiz. And I was texting my mates and I was like, oh, you want a, beach, you want a game of football and that in the weekend? And my mate, who obviously I started mentioning at the start, Niall McNiven, from the Clark game, he ended up playing for them. <laughs> and he, he's a striker, obviously, and I obviously played with him and he sort of moved back to centre back. And they put him sort of centre defender midfielder, and Kevy Fraser just run circles around him. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt bad for him but obviously on the day again it was it was one of those games where I think we were 4-0 I think we were 4-0 up and I hadn't scored I had another shot I was getting so frustrated because like, it was a title party and you're like you're not involved and I put one in the roof of the net and I scored the next one I scored the next one I felt a bit more relieved but I used to get so frustrated coming off a game where I hadn't scored or if I'd scored one. Because mm-hmm. I, I knew I'd probably had chances to score two and three in that game. And it, it was probably that side of the critical side where I was thinking each night I'd go home and I'd just replay all them chances, thinking what could I've done better. But I suppose in ways that's obviously why I scored so many goals. Yeah, so in terms of um, celebrations, just how, how great how great was that being part of a team winning a league. Yeah, feeling was brilliant. I think obviously fans was incredible all season. Obviously quite fit enough so we had I think, over a thousand for the last game of the season. Um it just almost became like a carnival atmosphere. Obviously going into dressing room it was just bonkers. <laughs> I think one of Jay Jay Ching, obviously unbelievable player as well, had a great season. Uh, one of his mates was up at the game and I remember he was in the dressing room just celebrating with us all and Bucky's dressing room is so small it's just obviously there's a physio bed just in the middle <laughs> big big door is lifted up this boy and just like almost done like a suplex and put them through the table <laughs> the table's gone in pieces boxes are flying everywhere honestly that that was a riot I honestly think there was holes in the roof it was just that was madness but off the back of that, obviously East Kilbride finished the season I probably think two, three weeks before that. And then we've obviously gone partied Saturday night, didn't train on the Monday, 
trained on the Wednesday for the game on the Saturday. And it was a shame. I think, I wouldn't, obviously, you can't change anything. It's obviously you've won the league title. You've, you're an inexperienced team who wasn't expected to win it. You've won it against all odds. I think at the start of the season, I think we were 66 or 80 to 1 to win the league. Yeah. One of my mates at work, he put a fiver on it and he was laughing all season. He's like, you got to win it. you got to win it. And then he didn't even get a blooming chocolate out of it. <laughs> but um, obviously, probably parted well. And then gone on to the first leg, probably almost, I wouldn't say naively, it was just almost like the hangover. We were sluggish from, obviously, the the weekend from celebrating a league title. I think we drew that one 2-2. Slow starting, we were two down and we got back in the game. And then we've gone down the week after and we've gone down bare bones. I think at the end of the season, I think Sammy did his his knee ligaments against Fraser on the Wednesday night, played against... Played against from Ireland played against Strasbourg, all bandaged up. And we'd got down, and I wouldn't say, we'd had good squad depth, but we'd changed formation because we were that short in boys. Drew Copeland and Stuart Taylor, who was good wingers and good centre-mid at the time, they ended up, I think we ended up playing with them as wing-backs because we were that short in boys and we'd mm. almost like just scraped 13 together. And they were a good side, but... I think if you introduced them at the start, like middle of the season or when we were flying, I, I think genuinely think we would have beat them. Um, going back to the first game, obviously there's a lot of stuff happening. You had the the thing with um, Spider, you know, falling over or something. And then you had, um, I think Chris Angus said someone was spitting at him or stuff. What what kind of happened yeah. to that? I thought it was so mixed, I think. I think Chrissy's obviously gone into the box and slowed down. The boys ran into the background. We've got a penalty. We scored it. So they all kicked off from there. But I, I didn't see, obviously, the boys spitting at him. Obviously, would fingers crossed. Somebody wouldn't do that because it's absolutely disgusting in this file. But Chrissy's obviously an honest person, so he wouldn't be a person to lie. But I think the game was that heated. It was They, they had so many good players. Um, I actually got on really well with most of the players. Um and obviously go down there again. You just, I didn't, I didn't really have many. Well, I had loads of battles, but the physical side wasn't my game. And I remember being at the end of season awards, and uh, there was a couple of boys came up to me. I think it was biscuits, and I'm trying to remember. It was it was two of the boys from Lossy centre backs, and, and they were saying to me, "He said you just need to be, you need to have that fight." I says, I know, but I said, I don't have that side in me. He said, oh, yeah, but like we've knocked you about probably three games this season, just absolutely hammered you upside down, and you've not you've not had any frustration. You just got on with. And I just I remember laughing. And I said, yeah, I know, but I said, I know. At the end of the day, when I walk off the pitch and I've scored a hat trick against you, I don't need to battle. Like I don't need to fight. And they were just laughing. <laughs> but that was just sort of probably that was my opinion on it. Like Eric Watson it was absolutely unbelievable to play against. At, I comfortably say I still speak to him now. He would hammer you off the ball. He would just hit up for a header, and you're getting an elbow or a head in the back, <laughs> back of your head or the side of your head, and you just knew you were just any fifty fifties. He was absolutely clattering you, but it was obviously the physical side, and you sort of had to you deal with that. But I just knew my benefit was obviously running them in the corner or obviously scoring. So I, I never even got involved in that side, um, and there were so many players that sort of. At that time, was trying to rough you up. Mo Morrison was incredible for it. He'd, 
hit you an elbow on the halfway line and the ball's not even in play. <laughs> Gee whiz. Mm. Even Colin Williamson was he was just like smashing off the ball and he's just like, what's going on here? But mm. it's just obviously their way to try and stop you. Yeah. Do you think um these days with strikers they get too mo- emotional too too quickly in terms of reacting to stuff like that? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's so hard. I think I'm not saying obviously players have become softer. I wasn't strong, I wasn't physical, I was I was just skinny. So I think that I think that battle I think if you spoke to any defenders, it probably even Sean Webb's still says it today. He says you've just, you've run me ragged I think three, four times that season. He says I've never played against a striker that like strong and powerful. But I didn't have that dirty side, so I didn't I didn't feel like I needed it. And even when you're going down playing the Brock away and Russell McBride's like hammering you upside down, you just it was one of those ones you sort of it was like you accepted it. It was just I'll say it. If I always felt like if you were getting into the position where they were able to smash you, it was your own fault because you were holding on to the ball too long or you, you'd had a bad touch. Because if you were sharp enough, they wouldn't get close to you. So you sort of almost deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of going back to the East Coast ride games, is that kind of one of your regrets in terms of, you know, on yeah. on, on your best day, you know, Bucky would have got through and got the chance of potentially, you know, promotion. Yeah, definitely. You'll speak to most of the players in this club. Everyone's ambition was to play at the highest level. Obviously, we they experienced it. I think we played, it was the season after we played a lot of the better teams, but obviously we experienced it against Dunfermline. We weren't, we weren't a mile off. Uh, we competed really well. And then obviously that would have introduced the Elgin, Elgin Bucky Derby again. So... Yeah. Which obviously the fan you see it every cup every cup drill, you're just the Bucky fans are shouting for that game against Elgin. It just never comes. But um moving on to the the following season, obviously it was a bit more frustration. Obviously scored fifteen goals, but then you started getting the injury problems. When was the kind of the first time that you started like feeling pain on your in your body um, in terms of it's probably throughout I think throughout the season that we just had it was it was like an ongoing thing. It was just towards the end of the season. I don't. I always felt like it was because I'd obviously done a proper pre-season. I'd done obviously that season. We played a silly amount of games. We'd finished obviously with the playoffs. We had the two game, two games in the playoffs, and I think we got. I think it was like a five week five week break, and we we're back in. And then in the, in the cup, we'd been drawn against. I'm sure it was Dundee, Dundee United, Rafe, Rafe Rovers, and Cowden Beef. And that was obviously your group stage, and you're playing. Obviously, well, three full-time teams and a part-time team over the space. So I think it was 10, 11 days because it was Tuesday, Saturday. I think it was Wednesday, Saturday. Or no, it was the opposite way. We finished on the Wednesday night against, I think it was Rafe, got beat 5-1. And then we went rolled in straight into the season. So we're obviously finishing a season where you've played 50-odd games and you've obviously done a pre-season again. You've played <laughs> three, obviously, full-time teams. And you... we didn't do too badly against them either. Away to Dundee, we got beat 2 0. We're 1 0 down. Daniel Bell's actually had a wonder game, but we had chances to equalise. And then in the last 10 minutes, we've obviously gone, gone for the game to try and push, and we've been caught out on the counter attack. So we competed well against them. Dundee United, they'd sort of, I think it was 3 1, but they hit us for three goals in the first half and just sort of almost felt like they had eased off it. Mm. But these games were just. 
it was just so quick after a season you just had, so you didn't even feel like you'd had a like had a break. It felt like without feeling it because obviously we at that time as well Stevie Ross we'd signed Stevie Ross in preseason, so he'd obviously come in, and then obviously me, Chrissy, and Stevie. It was after the four cup games. It wasn't a case of I felt like I fell out of uh, not out of favour. It was just it was almost a rotational between the three of us. Um, I remember training. They were trying to. Change my game a wee bit, trying to hold, like trying to hold up the play and like build it up a wee bit. So like changing the way I was playing, and it wasn't, it wasn't really working. But then obviously at the time Stevie was scoring, Chrissy was scoring, so I was following like in and out, of, in and out of the squad. I think we beat Beatwick Academy five one. I think only played fifteen minutes, and then the following week breaking, we played breaking and. I think it was a, the other cup. Was it the Premier? Was it a second cup? Was it a tea cup? A challenge cup. So we had them and they were a championship team at the time. And obviously the boys that obviously didn't play on the Saturday was obviously all starting on the, the Tuesday against Breaking, obviously the championship club. And we all played so well. Well, Kevin Fraser actually came off the bench and scored two. We won the game 2-1 against the championship club. So again, we competed with one of the better teams. And then obviously the game after we played for Martin and then it was back to Chrissy and... Stevie and I'd only got 15 minutes a game so I was sort of in and out of the squad again I think it was Keith the week after again Chris Angus scored four I've come off the bench I think they came off the bench I think they just scored to make it 2-2 and then I'd scored a sort of back heel made it 3-2 off the bench and I was thinking almost felt like well I ran to the fans just thinking I keep getting put on the bench I'm raging but I'm not obviously I don't know, it was just a strange start to the season after you'd had such a good season. But I could understand that it was obviously the rotation of three good players. We played uh, Fort William. I was on the bench again and we were... It was nil-nil. We hadn't had many shots. It was the strangest game. It was like they'd sort of... They'd killed the space and they just... We weren't... They were frustrating us and we weren't... We didn't have any shots. And there was 20 minutes to go. It was nil-nil and I came on and my mate Richard Toss was playing at the back. And I took a touch in the box and I've I've abs- I've ripped one and it's hit the side netting. And the fans cheered. Like almost like it was a delight that we've had a shot. <laughs> it was a, it was the weirdest thing ever. And then Shawnee Carroll and then obviously Vic Richard said, What was that all about? I said, I don't know. I said, obviously, maybe they thought it scored. And then Shawnee Carroll's clipped sort of three balls in behind. I've gone in behind, won a penalty, scored two and set up two. So <laughs> we ended up winning 5-0 with 20 minutes to go. But it was just, that almost felt like, even Spider said it after the game, where he finally turned up this season. So it felt like a wee, a wee sort of dig, like, where have you been sort of thing. But I don't, I don't know if it was just trying to change your game or trying to be something that you weren't. Mm. Um, but then obviously the game after it, we played BSC Glasgow and, Scottish Cup seemed to be my thing, so started that one, scored a hat trick. Um, but at that stage, obviously, it was going into the winter. I was still playing okay. I was sort of went to Clark and I was injured, and I got like a physio. I went to the physio two nights before I got a rub, and then obviously played, lasted twenty minutes, and again I scored two and set up two, and we were four 0 up with nineteen minutes gone. <laughs> and it was that sort of mix of the season. We were just sort of. We were showing glimpses of the season before, but we were also finding ways to play against us or cancel us out. Second last game we played was Breakin. Again, Scottish, Scottish Cup third round, and they were still in the championship. 
and we beat them 2-1 in the first round. I scored two that day, but I, I think even watching back on the highlights, I've, I've got a 1-1 a one and, one and I've not taken the touch out of my body and the, I've hit the keeper's legs rather than putting it in the net and it's, it's probably that, it's that chances that I, was, I look back on thinking that changes the game because we've been round four. Mm. I think round four that year was a break and got Celtic, but I know the balls would have changed and it would have been different. Mm. But the game after was my last game we played Nairn away. It was a one, just such a soft park, but they turned they turned us over four 0 down in the first half. Got absolutely hammered at half time, and I scored in the second half. And I actually played well for getting beat six one. I remember after the game, I was just I was walking up the stairs, and training was becoming harder. The recovery was becoming harder. And I remember not being able to walk up the stairs, and then I woke up in the morning, and I just felt like almost like my around my torso was just all like frozen. Mm. and it sort of continued for like I missed the training on Tuesday and I obviously hadn't recovered by the Thursday and I was thinking what is going on here and that was that was probably the last game it was mid-November but it was sort of I would say half a season I played but I was still still firing the goals and I think Stevie finished top goal scorer that season I think he finished in 16 or 17 goals he was only a couple of goals ahead and then obviously I started seeing the consultants and obviously ended up since then, I've ended up with three hip operations, and unfortunately, I'll say the procedures I've gone through is pretty similar to Andy Murray until his last operation. But the hip pain's not gone. My left's probably just as bad as it was. But I've been doing loads with the physios. Shawnee Webb's actually been my physio through private and then through NHS. So I've been really lucky, um, and he's always obviously helped me as best as he could. I've had cortisone injections in the hip joint, but doesn't seem to help. Doesn't relieve the pain, but. I've got to the stage where I've accepted the pain's never going anywhere. It's always going to be there. Mm. He's managed to get me to understand the limitations of air, like going outside your comfort zone. So I've actually touched wood all going well. I'm, I've started running. I'm starting to do a wee bit more. So yeah, maybe, maybe one, maybe one day I'll get one more Scottish Cup goal or even pull on the bucky top in a Legends game or something just for one game. That would be the ideal. That would be the goal. Yeah. So in ter- in terms of like, do you know what caused um, that injury? No, it was strange. The consultants were saying that I think it was something silly, like seventy five percent of people have an impingement of the hip, but only ten percent of people will go through life like finding it or knowing it. Yeah. But as a kid, we lived in a street with seven houses. And we had a farm, and, and the back garden was a football pitch with two 11 side goals. And generally, through my whole childhood, honestly, I think it was eight hours a day of playing football. So I think as a kid, it probably just absolutely hammered my body. But I'm I'm building up. I've I've done a lot. I'm still doing a lot with Shawnee Webb as well. I'm doing a lot of core stuff. Doing a lot of short runners, short runs, and getting into longer ones. So maybe I actually played in. A legends game at the end of the season for just a local team, a lot of amateur team. My mate at work, but he's actually runs a team, and I scored a I scored a hat trick on that day. <laughs> and we were laughing about it because they they were taking centers, taking centers, and I wasn't even making it back to the half because it was just that that I, like couldn't move. <laughs> mm. But the goal scoring still there, so if I can get to semi semi movement, it might. It might benefit someone, but I would love to play football again at some some 
some level. Yeah. So, um, in terms of looking looking back at your career, what what are your kind of main highlights? I, I remember seeing when it was the Scottish Cup final, they had your name up on the screen, and a lot of people, Scott Davidson, when I spoke to him on the podcast, he says that's one of his targets to get his name up like you up on the screen. Ah, no way. <laughs> yeah, he said that. I need to listen back to that. Scott is a, Scott is a legend. He's a good guy. Um, no, definitely. Throughout, obviously, both seasons with Bucky, obviously, I wished I played more games because the whole club absolutely loved everyone at the club. Lynn, Shona, Sandra, they're absolute assets. They're absolutely incredible girls. Um, they do so much for the club, but then so does a lot of other people that probably go unmentioned. But highlights is probably, obviously, I was in the team of the season for the Scottish Cup two years in a row. I need to get them. I need to get them high, like, up on the wall because that's like, that's incredible because you look at the team and you've got Kieran Tierney and Josh Windass and he's just got crazy players in the round there that's obviously top players. Mm. Um, but obviously the Gretna day as well, on the bus, the, off the ball. And I keep meaning to like get like on a plaque because on the off the ball, I was, I was player of the day. <laughs> and they were speaking about us on, on that, which was quite quite weird. And I remember them obviously, play, they played a song. They were obviously asking the obviously listeners for a song and it was Get Out of My Cloud I think it was I can't remember if it was the Beatles or the Rolling Stones but it was just because they said get, get Out of My Cloud but and I, I keep meaning to get that on a plaque and keep that for obviously show the kids when, I'm, when they're older <laughs> but highlights in football are unbelievable they just I think some of the goals I scored like everyone would probably say your natural goal scorer is probably a poacher your nine like six yard box but strangely I could score any goal and I've, obviously my favourite goals is probably I've hit one into Joe Mallon and I went on the Wednesday night down the back end it's, it's like ripped the roof of the net ones into like the top keepers in the Highland Leagues always been my favourites because they're that good and even in like playing against them defenders it's always feels that much better when you score against one of the like an absolute legend of the game, uh, Kevin Main scored two absolute crackers into him at Bucky. Mm. I hit a left foot volley in the first half, and the second half I've hit one from forty yards, <laughs> and I've just volleyed it. And he's, it's almost a, obviously he'll tell you probably a different story. It's almost like that acceptance. You think it's over, and it's like he's just jumped up, and he's not even made an attempt. And it's just nestled right in the top corner. <laughs> but those goals against like such top players. They've always always got an extra like always feel extra special. Who who would you say is the best player you've played with and best player you've played against? Uh, best player I've played with, Kevy, Sam, Chrissy, on their day, unplayable. And I played North Scotland football and I was playing with Sam Mackay and the boy Chris Murphy. Chris Murphy sort of he disappeared, he went away, but they were incredible players as well. They were getting called up to Scotland so school squads at that time as well um, but they were unbelievable Xander and even Stephen Mackay so many different players in different areas and then players obviously playing against I think but the biggest ones is obviously scoring against defences has got like so Sean Webb Mo Morrison Eric Watson even DK like all these players it's obviously made a living out of it but it's been they're obviously always the best ones. I think the Tariff Captain as well was always a hard one to play against. Uh, Bodden, 
such a physical player, but such a good defender as well. Kieran Adams as well. He was a physical win every header, but he had like an unnatural pace about him. And we, I still message him to this day, and I will send him pictures of like like us running together. I'm just laughing. I'm like, that's, that's probably the one time I got past you. <laughs> his, his lunges were that long. He'll say, if you catch anybody. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, like playing against them players and obviously playing with so many good players, it's I'm probably blessed because I didn't ever see myself as a top player. I just enjoy scoring goals. Do you, do you feel now you're kind of retired from football? Obviously, you want to maybe go back at some point, depending. Um, do you feel like you kind of appreciate what what you've done, kind of, and proud of of what you've done over your career, or um, are you still are you still like like you were probably, when you were playing, wanting to do more? And, yeah, know? I'm probably harsh on myself because I I probably played amateur league football for too long, if I'm honest. The boy, obviously, when we said about obviously all these boys, it's made a career out of it. And Scotty's obviously said his ambition would be to be on that like final like team sheet and that. My genuine ambition, even when I was at Bucky, was to be the top goal scorer at Bucky. And if I was playing for long enough, I would. My target would be to be hammering Cammy Keith and that. Mm. Like coming away from the season we won the league, I remember coming off after every game. And the first thing I was doing was checking how many Mitch Megason scored, how many Cammy Keith scored, how many uh, goal they scored. It was just that I always wanted to outscore them because I've always felt like a striker. You're you're never going to be that player that's running box to box. You're never going to be that player that's winning or winning games as in like being a flair player and playing ninety percent on the ball. And that you're always going to be the one probably with the least touches, but probably the most important touches. Um, but now I always came off thinking I wonder how many they scored this weekend and sometimes you're you're raging people coming off and Mitch was scoring a hat-trick or four then they got no way but I think at the end of the season I think it was actually Stuart Sohn it was actually probably second top goal scorer that season he, and, he ended up being a striker and just absolutely hammering goals in mm. and I actually I got worried towards the end of the season because I think when I was stuck on I was stuck on a certain amount of goals and I think I'm not all my goals are coming in the cups just now I'm not getting many in the league Mm. Uh, he was, but now I, I think, yeah, I'm delighted. I've also got the Highland League medal. I've got the League Cup. I've got the League Cup medal. I've got, I've not. I think I've got as Aberdeenshire Cup. I don't have a shield. I'm glad about not having the shield. But as a player, you want to win everything. So I think there's a frustration that I, I won't, I won't be that player that scored three, four hundred goals for one club. That's it. And the way I was playing it, I could easily done it for probably five, six seasons if I stayed away from injury. But yeah, it's frustration. I'm delighted with the medals I've picked up. I'm delighted with the awards I've had. But you always want to, you always want to achieve more, don't you? I think, obviously, with what I've done, if I've played at some really good clubs, well-supported clubs, and I don't think, I don't think I would have changed it. I don't think full-time football would have been for me. It just I didn't have the commitment to train or that. So if I had a better mentality from coming out of under 18s, it might have been a different story. To know how far you've gone, and I think that's the frustration. That's the frustrating side of the football. Mm. You don't apply yourself, and you end up one day you're so injured and almost injured and crippled at thirty. So it's hard, hard to take. Mm. So on a on a positive note, in your new new job with scouting for 
Ross County. Um, so yeah. how, how did how did that come about? I was bizarre. I was doing obviously through lockdown. Everybody was doing different things. Obviously with mobility, we've been like standing up to watch football for ninety minutes. This obviously gives you pain. So at the stage, I was like, I, I couldn't ever go into coaching. Bucky had always asked to come back and help with coaching, and and obviously I was gutted and never because I should have I should have put more effort into it. But the I was doing scouting courses online and I absolutely. Just absolutely loved it. Through playing football for so long, you, you sort of could pick up traits of players and you could see who... I felt like I had a good eye for who was going to be a good player. Um, and then at the time, I wasn't... There was no interest in doing anything. And I remember being on one of the courses and I was sitting on the call and somebody had mentioned that Ross County had, like I think it was like five jobs for lead scouts going. And obviously, my good friend... Hey, Gordy Duffs, he's obviously head of the academy there. And we'd played at Dingle Thistle back in the day. So I remember messaging him and I just said, out of interest, I says, can I be the scout in Inverness? I said, I'm just doing the courses. I'd be interested in, in doing that side. And he says, yeah, of course. He said, pop through for a chat. And I remember going through, I think I'd been in the stadium three, four times for chats and Stevie Ferg was in for a chat one of the times. And we were sitting in the, the opposite side of the boardroom and we are just sitting in like, you're looking out in the stadium and it's like glass fronted and you just walk, you're just looking at the pitch and you say, this is unbelievable, what a setup. And you're having a chat about football, like just generally about football and just chatting like like we are now. And it was just it was just such a buzz about it. And I remember again, he was he phoned me one day and he was like, How do you feel about being the head of recruitment? I says, What do you mean? I said, I just want to be a scout and go to one game a week. He says, nah, he says, you know the area too well because you're from Ferzo. You've obviously played down Bucky Way. He says, you know everywhere. You've got good contacts in football. You've obviously got good knowledge in football. He says, well, I don't mind. This is, but he says, I don't want to let you down. Because I always feel like there's pressure in everything you do. You always feel like you can do better. And obviously, that's where confidence probably comes in. I probably should always do better. But I said, yeah, I'll go for it then. And then since then, it was hard at the start because we were starting a new sort of. It's been created, so it was just it was new. All the sort of SPL clubs and sort of high up clubs had been forced to get a, like a network. It was a new thing coming out from SFA, so it was like a rollout. Every scout had to be at a certain level by the end of the year, and then it sort of just grew arms and legs. So. At the time, we were just looking for like lead scouts, Ferzo, or Caithness, Dingle, sort of Rochelle, Inverness, Elgin, Aberdeen. But now, obviously, that's me. It's a year in already. I've got, obviously, Stevie Edwards up in Orkney. Unbelievable. He's got his own football academy. He's, he does all the scouting on the island. He's got a couple of good contacts, Shetland, a couple of good contacts, Stornoway. He's got Dave Mackay, who was obviously my manager at Clark. He's the scout in Rochelle. Um, I've got Gordon Clark up in Caithness. We've got one of the players, Sam's just kind of come on and helped me in Inverness because I was covering like a lot of games in Inverness. We don't currently have anyone in Elgin. We had one and just time. It takes up a lot of time because all games are obviously like night times, weekends. And then we've got two in Aberdeen. So I think I've got a scouting network of about 10 people under me all feeding me data. <laughs> it's just... Honestly, this this last two weeks it's just been mad. You feel like you finished your job and you're just starting a job again. Mm. But it's absolutely brilliant just being involved in football again. 
Yeah, just how how much talent is there out there that's been up, untapped, do you think, in terms of the Highlands? Quite a lot. Um, there's a lot of challenges and there's a lot of... Obviously, I can understand that coaches don't want to lose the best players at any level. Um, so you have a lot of challenges with coaches in different areas. You've got to almost jump through hoops to even be able to speak to them. Um I've always sort of I've never approached anyone without going to the club first. I just I just think that's um it's almost honourable. This this boy's maybe been developed by Clark Balone, someone in and around the area, just stepping on their toes is disrespect. So I've always I've always done it with like the right way. Um but even then some some kids don't want to go to that level. Um and even on top of that, like kids have maybe had a bad ex- a bad experience before. We had a player come in under fifteens, had a bad experience previous, didn't want to go to the, like that sort of level of football again. Managed to talk him around after watching him another couple of times. He came in, and he's probably arguably one of the better players in the academy just now at that level. And it's the challenges are hard. Um, and then on top of that, you've got the distance of travel. Someone coming down from Caithness for training, expectations is once a week, but then even then, once a week, they're they're leaving straight from school, coming straight down the road, not getting dinner, like not having a proper dinner. Then obviously they're training and travelling straight back up. It's it's a massive commitment, and you don't obviously you've got to thank all the parents who obviously put this much commitment into obviously following a kid around all around obviously Scotland but it is it's, it's more as difficult it's more difficult than you think people seem to be more happy just sitting at the level they're at probably quite like me mm. but no it's it's honestly it's so enjoyable so enjoyable it's even what I actually took the under 13s down in Livingston at the weekend just because we had a, the two coaches were one was away on international duty in Northern Ireland and one was doing a cycle bridge to bridge so I, I went down the road for the 13s <laughs> the 15s got to play on the, the Tony Macaroni which I was getting mm. about but then obviously we were up at St Margaret's school but even that experience of just I don't think I'm a good coach but I've had good experience in football so even like being able to ha- give them that experience and just try and coach that into the young kids it was it felt brilliant yeah so are you scouting for all like the younger kind of age group, trying to get them into the youth setup, or what kind of? Yeah, is that yes. Kind of... So I'm covering just now under, it'll be under nines to under eighteens, under nines and under tens is pre academy, so they don't get they're not on contracts. Under elevens upwards is all sort of contracts and like sort of in a club. Um, but obviously you're scouting school festivals, you're you're scouting SFA festivals, you're just all over the place all the time. There's there's a good amount of games obviously around the area, and there's a good amount of festivals, which is good. Tommy Regan does a lot for the sort of the area with festivals, and that he's from Allness, but there's a lot of good people in the football. Jane, uh, Kevin Fraser, and James's dad, James Fraser, he's he does a lot with the club called Balone, and they've got incredible age groups through, and obviously great coaches and good uh, good setup with teams and that. So it's a uh, there's a lot of players out there. It's just obviously our academy's 
it's, it's stepping on. It's it's been quite good. We've got just now coaching Gary Warren's just come in. He's obviously playing with Clark just now. Yeah. Great guy, so enthusiastic. Um, and then you've got Carl Tremarco. You've got Billy Mackay helping under 14s with Ross Draper. You've got so many players with experience of Scottish caps and just winning big things. So, like, as a player, it was coaches out with that. It's obviously just as good, Malk and all that. But, and Ryan Farker, they've got such a good academy just now. There's an excitement, there's a buzz. It's, I'd be delighted going into that just now as a kid for training, but mm. it's, it's finding them people for it. No, I'm I'm glad you're buzzing because you just I, I can see it on your face. Just I mean, being involved in football, it must be amazing. Now it's like your kind of full time job, and you're getting to watch football and and being part of Scottish football in a significant way. Yeah, and it, and you'll see it. Obviously, the pride in the academy just now. So we've got four going into the first team. Boy Dylan Smith's obviously representing Scotland. And then he's obviously played, he came off the bench at 16 at Rangers. So obviously my goal is to have one of them players. That would be obviously, that would probably be the tip of the iceberg, get a player into the first team. And then obviously get him, get him playing first team or get him ripped into the country. If that would be obviously, that would probably be an achievement up there with the Highland League title on that. Listening to the Highland League podcast. Hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview. Thank you.